The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. Joining me today, we've got Senior Associate, e-store Manager, FX Expert, Jerry Karaya. You doing well today? Very good, Jeremy. Great to be back on the show. Hello, everyone. Excellent. The number one eight six six two seven four nine five seven zero or one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Let's talk about real money, hard assets. These are assets that have performed for thousands of years. They stand the test of time. They cannot be printed into oblivion. It is real money, gold, silver. We'll also get into hopefully some natural fancy colored diamonds. Jerry, today there was a forecast from uh, one of the major banks in Canada, which looks really good for the precious metals. We'll be talking about that a little later. Also, apparently the Fed has some concerns about the froth in the market. And of course, we want to talk about a little bit about the post Basel III uh, date now that it's come and gone. What can we expect uh, with regard to Basel III rules and gold becoming a tier one asset? But first, let's talk about the week that was. We're continuing to see a dip in the market, Jerry. Um, what has been the reaction for you, your clients? Are people concerned about the dip in the market? Are they worried? Is it a, is it a buying opportunity? Is it frustration? What do you see happening with the fact that gold has come down a little bit, silver has come down a bit? Again, it was a reaction to FOMC a couple weeks ago where the Federal Reserve, um, they gave us their outlook that they forecast two rate hikes uh, for 2021 or 20, uh, in 2023 rather. So in two years, they're predicting a rate hike of 1%, uh, which is uh, quite far off. Um, you know, every market was uh, literally slammed after that, after that big FOMC takedown. And uh, ever since then, we have uh, recovery. Um, the RSI indicators on gold indicate that gold is oversold, uh, bottoming here at about 1760, 1776 right now. So this is definitely a very good opportunity. You want to take advantage of uh, the, when the Fed jawbones and, and says things, and, uh, and we have to watch their actions. They say one thing, but they do uh, something totally opposite. Now, do you think the general public or the gold and silver investing public are even at this point paying attention to the Fed? I think you, you have to. You know, we we come after you know decades of watching economics uh, just unravel the way they have. I mean, we've moved from you know fundamentals that we learn in school, economic indicators that we learn about in school. It's no longer really about these things. It's all about one person on a podium that gives a speech, and this is what drives global economics and direction. So we have to pay attention. If we don't, we're not very, very prudent with um, when we take actions on certain things, buying and selling. We all want to buy on the right time. So timing is important, but uh, you know it's good if you're accumulating, uh, whereas you know we do have buyers that just buy. It uh, doesn't matter if it's a little higher or lower because it's more of a, about a medium to longer term perspective and why they're doing it. It's really about converting out of fiat paper paper money that is not scarce and getting into something that is very scarce. I see your point. I think that, yes, to a certain extent, 
paying attention to the Fed has has a, a certain credibility in the sense of if you're timing market, if you're trading markets, then it makes sense. But I think as far as gold owners are concerned, I don't think they're paying attention to the Fed. I think no one believes the Fed anymore. There's more and more major analysts, very smart people out there who don't put any credence into what the Fed has to say. I don't think they have the credibility. And let's just look at the proof for a moment on yeah. that, okay? The the Fed comes out, said, oh, we're going to raise rates a couple points maybe over the next couple years. And that somehow creates some strength in the market for the dollar. This is crazy. If there is no reason for you to keep your money in the bank at less than 1%, knowing that real-world inflation is much, much higher. And the threat of a couple quarter point hikes or a couple half point hikes over the next couple of years is only going to bring your interest rate at your at your, your, savings. your savings account to what? 1% versus the inflation rate which is pushing double digits probably in the in the double digits right now. So you have absolutely no reason to pay attention to the Fed and no reason to keep excess cash in the bank. You know, we have clients every day that they that is their biggest concern. What am I doing keeping my money in the bank, getting nothing for it, and the financial system seems so fragile that there is not only a lack of faith in the Federal Reserve, but a lack of faith in perhaps the financial system and worrying about, is my money that safe? For me, personally, when they started putting the uh, Canadian deposit insurance stickers on the doors, right. that, that actually made me more concerned right. personally about about keeping my money because all of a sudden, why did that matter? They're saying, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Your money's safe. It, but, you know, it's not about, it's not just about the, the, the trust or lack of trust in the institutions. Look, the, the financial system's good. Banks in, in Canada are great. Uh, you need it every day for business. But this is more about the fact that the currency itself the fiat money, the Canadian dollar, what is it worth? What is it actually worth? It is worthless. Mm -hmm. They're printing so much money. They're deficit spending so much money. I mean, we could go on and on about the deficit spending and where all that money is being placed. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, this is about understanding what is the value of the Canadian dollar and how can it possibly have value if they're deficit spending it into oblivion and printing money into oblivion, you have to protect your wealth. And you can't just keep that in the in the bank and hope that the cash is somehow going to survive. Mm -hmm. I do know that many people who buy gold and buy silver for the first time, they are really hung up on logging into their bank and seeing some numbers showing up on the screen. And that, that what appeases them and, and is sort of an encourager for keeping money in the bank until we start discussing the fundamental of loss of purchasing power. Does that 50 grand, 100 Gs that you have in the bank, is it going to buy that much of items uh, five years from now, three years from now? We know that our central bank here in Canada, the more week by week we're printing $3 billion a week, $12 billion per month, we're losing the more you print something, the more something is in circulation, the less value it has. Year over year, we're losing about 12% on average, minus cattail events or you know big black swan events. It could happen. Well, it's already happened. It's, it's it happened definitely. last year. It was the pandemic. Right, right. So we are here, 
And Canadians, uh, you know, once we get over that hump of understanding how we should be weighing our wealth, we believe here at Guildhall that we should be weighing our wealth in ounces versus dollar bills or or Federal Reserve notes. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. I think this is something that is a big step for a lot of people to take in terms of understanding wealth in terms of looking at the the zeros on the bank account versus how many ounces of gold or silver that you own. As someone who's been in the market for over 15 years, I can tell you, I get a lot of peace of mind by owning physical gold and silver because I've seen the prices continue to rise year over year where you can put aside some of the day-to-day, month-to-month, like you know this recent pullback in the market, and just have more faith in the overall trend that as money is printed, as the debts grow, and the value of the fiat currency is, is disappearing and diminishing every single day, that you have the peace of mind of having the physical gold and that you're maintaining and growing your wealth. Because ultimately, Jerry, this is an incredible opportunity to grow your wealth, isn't it? This is probably one of the greatest eras in, in, in history. We look back at 1980 where we have just 2,000 ounces at a 15 to 1 silver to gold ratio where you can buy a house. This is the beautiful thing about these markets is that it's cyclical. Uh, we have to sort of mute the jawboning from the media, from the pundits, from the Federal Reserve who want to throw in a card every now and again of saying, hey, you know, this is transitory, this inflation is just transitory. We're going to be tapering when, in fact, you know, they're just simply putting the gun to the stock market's head uh, when they talk these things. So we remember, you know, talking about credibility, they did start to taper back a couple years ago. And well, they tried. They tried, and they had to backpedal. And backpedaling is what they will do. And in these times, you have to take advantage of every single opportunity of converting out of this fiat currency that they are literally – experimenting with. We have never been in such a uh, a huge deficit in Canadian history, not only in Canadian history, this is just historic globally. So it is about uh, converting out of bad fiat and into something tangible like physical precious metals. Precious connotates that they're money. And what is money? It's scarce, it's durable, recognizable, has intrinsic value. And this is what is going to not only just protect your wealth, but allow us to prosper at the same time. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. If you want to get involved in physical precious metals, if you want to get some physical precious metals in your possession, know that it's yours, know that there's no counterparty risk. You can contact us directly. You can go to the website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, acquire some gold, silver. Um, you can do it in various bars, one-ounce bars of gold. We've got 10-ounce bars, kilo bars as well, coins, one-ounce coins. You can do 100-ounce bars of silver, kilo bars of silver, 10-ounce bars of silver, even the silver maples, which is a great place to start if you've never acquired any precious metals. Or you can even own it directly in a registered account. You can contact us. We'll help you open your RSP. TFSA, and you can buy physical gold, physical silver directly in those accounts, have direct ownership of that physical product, even get your itemized inventory report, and you'll know that this is absolutely your product, no counterparty risk. Coming up in the next segment, Jerry, we want to talk about where the bank, where some of the banks forecast the price of gold and silver to go over the course of this year. Again, we'll get back to the uh, person at the Fed who is very concerned right now. And we'll talk a little bit about 
the effects of Basel III on the market with gold becoming a tier one asset. The number 18778 Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for staying with us. Let's talk about the Federal Reserve, Jerry. You mentioned uh, earlier that the Fed is concerned. What is it that they are concerned about now? I mean, the the chairman of the Federal Reserve came out and said, everything's great. We're going to start raising interest rates in the next couple of years. And inflation's transitory. So what's the problem? Are we sick of hearing about inflation? Some are, but definitely it's def- it's a very important topic um, to get a firm view on whether it is transitory or if it's here to stay. The realities is they're both very important. And there are smart people on both sides of the coin on inflation, deflation that make some compelling cases. But last week, Friday, we saw the hottest print of the Fed's favorite inflation indicator, the PCE deflator, which is the Personal Consumption Expenditure Core Price Index, big one. It up, hit a 30-year high, 3.4% year over year, and um, you know the the pundits and the media may try to blame base effects, but on the same day, uh, the Boston Fed Prez Rosengren acknowledged that he worries about froth in the markets, and we're talking about a bubble here in the stock market. That's what he's concerned about, and also that he's not surprised. Uh, by high asset valuations as it's tied to easy Fed policy. You know, this is uh, the part of the reason why we're seeing, you know, price to earnings on certain on the stock market hitting uh, multi-year highs. The stock market is a, is a beneficiary of this type of easy policy, and he is really worried about inflation, as we ought to as well. And commentators from CNBC also, you know, they weighed in on on this inflation index. And at at first, they tried to dismiss it with calling it um, transitory. But it could be a a very short period of transitory talk. This is going to be very temporary. Inflation will rear its ugly head. And further, he just talks about how much how much of the GDP is brought up because of the money printing and because of the money in circulation. So all of this. All of this is a reason for us to get out of this fiat, convert. We're not seeing it. We don't see here at Guildhall that you're investing in anything. Gold and silver are not investments. We have a video on that going a couple of years ago on the YouTube channel. Uh, gold is money. And you're, all you're doing here is you're converting out of bad fiat Canadian loonies into something that is intrinsic and that will be here for you, protect against inflation and, and rise along with it. You know, I notice with mainstream media, you mentioned um, CNBC, et cetera. I, I always feel like, and, and especially the Fed with the, all of their comments, I feel like they depend on people having very, very short memories and not remembering where they were a week ago and, and just undermining the the intellectual <laughs> capacity of their viewership. And it's insulting, frankly, that the Fed can sit there one day and say one thing and then backtrack the next week based on what they would call new information in the market. I think what we got here with Rosengren is is a, a very slight look 
of truth mm -hmm. into the matter when he's talking about easy policy and the effects of easy policy. And I think it's hard to see how all of these things eventually affect the market and not just in the sense of easy policy driving the stock market price. That's pretty easy. But it's more about how, how this easy money starts to widen the gap between the rich and the poor, right? Mm -hmm. The social economic effects that this, this can have on a market and this playing God and being wizards and pretending that you have the discipline of gold, which you don't, yeah. you clearly don't. And this is why so many people have lost faith in what this current financial system is. They see it's in the end, end game of, of the, the whole situation and they, they want to get out. They're not, they don't feel safe. I mean, how many people come to Guildhall and they say, look, how can I keep going into the real estate market? How can I continue to acquire another property? How can I continue to invest in the stock market? Uh, am I supposed to put all of my money, continue to put it in quarter after quarter into the stock market, assuming it can only move in one direction? Where is the diversification? And you look around and you see, you know, I saw a, t I saw a headline the other day that the, the, uh, the everything bubble is melting. Well, right. This idea that, look, everything is at all time highs. This is all easy money. When it comes crashing down, there's a limited amount of physical metal in the world. And that is your safety boat. That is going to be your lifeboat. And that is what an insurance policy is for. Now, it's an insurance policy that's produced, right? Gold and silver have both moved up uh, incredibly over the last decade, decade plus. And that trend is set to continue. There's not a lot of product coming to market. There's a limited supply. There's huge demand. There's only going to be bigger demand. Yeah. I, I truly believe, I know, I mean, how can I not truly believe when the price of silver went to $50 back in 2011, more people were buying it at 40 yeah. than you could get to buy it at $8 true. Five, yeah. five years earlier. And I just feel like seeing is believing. People will see silver at $45 an ounce spot and they'll say, ah, it's going to get to 50 now, and now it'll probably run to 100, and that's when you're going to see even more people getting involved, especially since as inflation proves to not be transitory. Now, let's just, let's just quickly contextualize that. The idea of transitory isn't that it goes from inflation rises on, on specific goods up 20%, and then bam, it goes back down to zero, right? That's what the Fed is trying to push on people, but what it's really going to be is something goes up like chicken goes up 17%, 18% and then maybe it falls back down down the road but it falls back down to 8. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not transitory. No. Right? You're going to go from from low to low, right? And you're going to say, "Yeah, it's happening. The mm -hmm. inflation is happening. It, you can't deny it." And this is it's the whole emperor's got no clothes. You can you can try to get people to to take that one for a while and accept it for a while, but the truth is seeping out. People can see it every day. They know what the government's printed. They know there's deficit spending. They know their money's worthless. They know interest rates, one, two percent over the next two, three years is nothing. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just chase yield the whole time? I gotta do something. Mm -hmm. I gotta and, and then they look at gold and silver and they say, This is the safest place I could possibly put my money. And, you know, with the jawboning, especially from the Federal Reserve, Powell literally spoke on this podium last week, two weeks ago, and he verbatim said, we're going to be, this is a meeting ta about talking about, talking about uh, tightening and tapering. 
you know, but we looked at we look at some charts from Crestcat Capital. Uh, they posted a few charts last week. The Fed just added the largest amount of assets to its balance sheet in over a year, two hundred billion in the last four weeks, and even further. They also bought 162 billion of mortgage-backed securities in the last two months, uh, which was the largest amount since March. And it just reminds us of Michael Burry from The Big Short. He warns of the mother of all crashes. Now that's speculative. It could happen, um, but you know, all indicators. You know, if we, if we are at all-time highs and you have all these risks, all of these bubbles, it just takes one of the many needles to prick this. You're, it, you're foolish to think it doesn't lead anywhere else. You're foolish to think this leads to some sort of sense of normalcy. They tried that. They tried it after 2008, yeah. right? Oh, the new normal or we'll get back to normal. No, you didn't. The Fed never paid off its balance sheet. They never raised interest rates back to 6%. It didn't happen. And then COVID comes along and what a great excuse to print even more money, yeah. even more money. Let's paper it all over. Let's try to, you know, how, how dead does the system have to be? I think I was the first person to kind of use the analogy of the weekend at Bernie's. They're just walking around this dead guy with the, <laughs> calling it the economy. It's, it's fake. It's so wrong. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Having physical precious metals in your portfolio protects you from all of these things. It protects you from the fallout. How can you not consider having that in your portfolio? I mean, people are coming us today, to, today coming to Guildhall, and they're not looking at, at 10, 15% as an allocation in precious metals, just as a hedge, just in case. This is not a just in case scenario anymore. This is about, we really don't know how this is going to end, but we know it's not ending well, mm -hmm. you know? Now, if there is a brand new financial system and the world goes back on to some sort of gold-backed standard. You know, people understand what gold really is. They understand what money really is. They've come to understand that the fiat currency is a waste. It, it does not, it's not backed by anything. It is, has no value whatsoever. In that case, the gold comes to the forefront. People understand it as money and life is good. Yeah. Right. Where do the prices go? You know, you have to look at the value of gold, and that's what's that's what's beautiful about gold, is you can look at what it's been what it's valued against different things like mm -hmm. real estate, the Dow, oil, um, you know, whatever against the currency, against the debts, and you can find out if gold's undervalued. Right now, if you did if you do all this type of math and you look at these ratios, you go, yeah, it's incredibly undervalued. For sure. So who cares if it's down a hundred bucks? It really doesn't matter. Who cares if silver's down a few dollars? It really doesn't matter in the fullness of time. Mm -hmm. In the next five years, the prices are going to go ballistic, yeah. absolutely ballistic. There's no doubt about it. And yeah. that, that leads to the forecasts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, CIBC came out um, this past week. And now look, every major bank is very conservative when it comes to forecasting. They do believe that still that gold is still on the path to $2,000 an ounce this year and silver is still on the path to $31 an ounce. Now, those numbers are, are kind of foregone conclusions in many respects, at yep. least to my opinion. But nonetheless, it's more about the psychological effect right. of what they, happens they when silver, yeah, when gold is trading at $2,000 an ounce, when silver is up over that $30 an ounce. And again, I think I think banks in general are very conservative with these forecasts, but the bottom line, the takeaway is that they're seeing higher prices. Yeah. 
all because of the one thing, and the, I'm pretty sure inflation is in there, and the cost, and the costs even at the mines. Uh, some of the mining companies have reported an increase in their in their costs to pull the very metal out of the ground. Um, as these prices go up, we know that they're going up because of inflation, because of the loss of purchasing power. What about supply chains here? We're already seeing strains in supply chains in various other physical markets, uh, wood, lumber, and physical precious metals. This is only going to be exacerbating. So that, yeah, that, that forecast, CIBC, I'm very surprised that they did put it to print. But the fact that they put it to print is a testament that gold and, gold and silver are on their radars, and so they should be as well for us. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We've got more on the metals market, and we'll talk about some natural fancy colored diamonds in the next segment. This is The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about ways to survive and thrive during these uncertain times. And we believe that gold and silver is the way to go. Now, we're not advisors, um, so please talk to someone that you trust in terms of uh, making investments. However, at Guildhall, we do not see gold and silver as an investment. It's really just an asset that you own, that you acquire and own. And of course, its value continues to rise over time. And that has been the case for the last 20 years. Easy. I mean, gold trading in 2000 was uh, under $250 an ounce. So it's done quite, quite well. Uh, in the last segment, we were talking about uh, CIBC sees gold going to $2,000 an ounce this year, silver $31 an ounce. So this pullback that we've experienced recently in the market is definitely exciting for those to get involved in the market. Um, joining us for this segment is Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth. Haven't uh, heard from you in a while, Paul. Where have you been? I've been here busy, 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 just not being able to, you know, get to, the, to do the radio show because we're so busy with ordering uh, product, getting product in and making sure all of our clients get uh, the ability to buy gold and silver. It's been very, very tough to get a hold of. It's loosening up a little bit. The prices have come down on gold and silver, and this is actually paper prices. Nobody is selling physical gold and silver back to us. Uh, there's none, you know, the smart buyers are not selling, they're holding on. They know that it's paper that's being sold off. And it doesn't exist. It's vaporware. It just doesn't exist. Yeah, we don't often see trading in this market per se. It's more about accumulation, holding. Sometimes you see people sell because they need to. Well, they or... need to sell if they need the money for some reason, if they've got to pay taxes or, you know, something comes up in an emergency or they can't get a job in, in this climate. So they have to sell assets that are easily liquidated, gold and silver liquidated in minutes. Yeah. Um, it's not like selling a stock where you then got to wait for, uh, you know, your brokerage to send you a check, which can be up to a week, and then you put it in the bank, and the bank holds the check for another two, three weeks, which we've seen over and over, Jerry. Right? <laughs> it not, sounds not like yet. you may be speaking from personal experience well, here. Well, they huh? do. I mean, that's the nature of the beast. I mean, yeah. uh, even with us, you know, we get wires coming in, lots of money coming in uh, during the day, uh, come Friday afternoon, 
the wires don't seem to hit our bank till six o'clock, and try sending a wire at six o'clock. International closes at four. So the money gets stuck in the bank till Monday before you can send the wires. But I came across an interesting article. Uh, I follow a guy. Um, his name is Norel Rubini. Sure, we, um, we know him. He's the CEO. Isn't he Dr. Doom? Or? No, he's not, but oh. he's the CEO of Rubino Macro Associates. He's also a professor at New York University Stern School of Business. And he believes uh, that gold right now is the time to buy gold as more bubbles pop up. And stocks, bonds, uh, tech, real estate, whatever sector you want to focus on, these all appear to now be building into a rapidly falling from bubble territory. Hmm. The higher these markets do ascend, the greater the eventual fall may be. And I've always said in the last one in is the first one to get hurt, and this always happens. But the fall may arrive sooner than, rather than later and may catch many unsuspecting investors off guard. Now, there's a thing called CAPE, C-A-P-E. This is Adjusted Price Earnings Ratio, known as CAPE, which was developed by Yale economist Robert Schiller. He's okay. written lots and lots of books. This metric is favored by many of the sharpest minds in the market as a gauge on whether stocks are under or overvalued. As recently as early April, the CAPE registered a reading of 36.8. This measure has only risen this high once before in 139 years. Guess when it was? Immediately before 1929. That was the only time. That was the crash. Right. And the CAPE reading at that time peaked at 33. So we're 10% more than where we were when that big crash ha happened. But Rubini is very smart. You know, there's lots of bubbles out there. And I've been keep on saying, I haven't had a chance to be on the air, but everything that's hot and it's on fire, whether it's the stock market, whether it was real estate, whether it was cryptocurrency, at one time marijuana, you have to remember all fires get put out. They mm -hmm. all get put out. The biggest forest fire in Australia, the biggest forest fire in California, right. they, you know, they get put out. And so do, do when you get trends that have been running for a long, long time, no one's going to tell you when to get out. You've got to get out when you're making money, put it on a side, wait for another time for a pullback. But gold and silver is like pistons. Everything has gone up, but gold and silver has gone up just tiny in comparison to everything else. Well, I mean, last year, silver went up 70%. Yeah, that's not that's nothing. They, that's because they smashed it down to 1160, you right. know, which was a paper smash down. It Thanks, wasn't LBMA. a physical. Yep. It's, so it's gone back to where it should be. You know, I think by the end of the year, silver should be $35. I think gold could easily be 2500 by the end of the year. And the reason for that is the Fed has been buying up bonds, been buying up everything. They're printing money like crazy. How are you ever going to pay that back? The U.S. government doesn't make anything. They don't make widgets. They rely on collecting tax. And if you keep giving out more money, and let me not get into Canada, the way they spend like drunken sailors, they could never, ever pay this money back that they've put themselves in for debt for. So therefore, you've got to look at hard assets, whether it's gold, whether it's silver, whether it's natural fancy colored diamonds, hard asset like art. You know, the price of art has gone through the roof. Even when we're talking about things like stamps, postage stamps, they are so rare 
because nobody uses mail anymore and there's no stamps out there to buy. Okay, you you just mentioned that the the government doesn't produce anything. Produces so the debt. right, the US national debt right now is 28.4 trillion dollars, which is crazy. I, I I feel like I blinked my eyes and it was all it was 28 cuz I, I don't remember it being more than like 22, 23. Well, they had 2 trillion, um, you had 2-3 trillion payouts <laughs> to people through covid. And more to come. You know, what's going to happen is everybody all these countries that have given money away and in so much debt, eventually they're going to blame it all on COVID. That is their out. Well, the the U.S. federal tax revenue is three point five trillion. Income tax revenue is one point eight trillion. The state revenue is two point one trillion, and the U.S. domestic gross domestic product is twenty two trillion, and the debt is at twenty eight point four. Can't pay it back. It's it's Impossible. unpayable. It, you can't pay it back. Most people don't even know what a trillion dollars looks like. So if you took a pallet, a skid, stacked it with $100 bills, about three feet high, then put another pallet on it, put it on a U.S. football field, and put a 747 jet at one end and the White House at the other end, and now you've got a, tr- a trillion dollars. <laughs> Can you f- imagine that? Pallets, pallets and pallets of $100 bills stacked on top of each other with a White House at one end and a 747 jet at the other end, and you've now got a trillion dollars. Now, what does $28 trillion look like? Now, if we look at the debts, um, very quickly, Jerry, we've got about 30 seconds. When you compare the dollar to silver ratio right now on the U.S. debt clock, it's $3,100. Now, last week, our show, we said, oh, silver could go to 1000 What about $3,100. If we go back to that metric, that's what's going to happen. when we, If we value our assets of physical precious metals to things like the M1 money supply, this is what can happen literally overnight. And we're seeing movements in the, in the, you know, the Bank of International Settlements, you know, bringing gold back. It's all about bringing the trust back. They basically said they don't trust unallocated gold. And uh, where's the trust? Uh, the tier one capital is physical gold and physical silver. This is what money has been for thousands of years. And uh, if you go to the U.S. debt clock, um, these are, this is where gold and silver can go. Very exciting times. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. This is the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Stick with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Uh, through the course of the show, we've mentioned CIBC sees uh, gold up to $2,000 an ounce, silver up to $31 an ounce. We've had a nice pullback in the precious metals, so we do see that as an opportunity. The analysts are saying that that is oversold at this point. Add to that the fact that the Federal Reserve or people in the Federal Reserve are showing concern that the market's looking frothy based on their their policies, their easy money policies. So they're actually admitting that they're the reason that things are getting frothy. And then, of course, you have this week, the Basel III rules came into effect. And what does it mean? We kind of knew it would probably be a bit of a Y2K moment, that it would come and go, no big changes. However, the changes under the surface are this. Gold is now a considered a tier one asset. So when you see 
like this week, Jerry, for instance, was um, the Thailand central bank bought more gold. Mm -hmm. Last week, we saw Poland buy more gold. Central banks will continue to get back into the gold market because eventually they're going to need to back their currency with gold. Paul, if someone is new to the market, they, they've never invested in precious metals before. What would you say should be their number re one reason to get involved? They should get in because governments are printing up money. You just said, you know, central banks are buying up gold, except Canada that gave away all their gold. Great Britain <laughs> that sold their gold at $250. Yeah, Gordon well, Brown became the, the prime minister, so. When he was the chancellor of exchequer, how smart was he? Mm -hmm. um, you need to have some gold and silver in your portfolio. Um, you need at least 15%, in my opinion, to protect it. You've got, it's an insurance policy. You've got life insurance, you've got health insurance, you've got home insurance, you've got car insurance. We don't want insurances, but we pay it because we want it for the unexpected that can happen. If you have gold and silver, it's going to go up in value. It, you know, you're going to see, I know for a fact because I've been through this, but you're going to see gold shoot up you know, maybe $50, $75 a day when it starts to rise. You think cryptocurrency had a run? Gold is something that you can actually hold in your hand. Cryptocurrency, you can't hold anywhere. You well, can't see it. You don't know what it is. And you've got, you know, a few people manipulating it. But people will start buying gold and silver. In India, they've been go holding gold for years. As Salenti says, the Indians love gold more than they love curry. <laughs> it's true. It's a value. Mm -hmm. um, the U.S., we don't know. Fort Knox hasn't had a, an audit since the 40s. Who knows what's in there? Empty cardboard boxes, for all we know. Um, but people are buying it in the U.S. More and more people. Yeah, I mean, the buying, mint ran out, right? They're buying physicals because there's not a lot out there to start off with. Only 3% of the world owns physical gold or silver. All the gold that's ever been mined is still above ground. Whether it's in coins, whether it's in bars, whether it's in jewelry, it's still above ground. Silver is being used up at an incredible rate. So obviously silver, to me, is an undervalued metal. Um, the best way to own, for me to own gold and silver, or to tell my clients, if you've never owned a TFSA, that's a tax-free saving account, we can put gold and silver, we partner with Questrade, into your account. You can put, I think it's about 88000 No, right? 75000 75000 what do I know? All right. But that's what you can put into a tax-free saving account. Whatever you make is yours to take out and keep. Um, if you've got a registered account, RSP, a Lira, Lyft, you know, you can put gold and silver in. If, you've got, if you're looking at your stock portfolio and you're looking and you haven't made any money in the markets, this is the time for you to smarten up, take your money out of the market and put it into gold and silver because gold and silver, in my opinion, is going to fly to the moon. They keep on saying to the moon with cryptocurrency, watch gold and silver. This is going to be a ride of a lifetime. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Paul, you mentioned that you have insurance because for the unknown. But, Jerry, it certainly seems that the the central banks out there have printed all this money and they've got a, 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 a lighted match standing mm -hmm. next to it. It doesn't seem like it's an unknown at this point. Well, Hyperinflation seems right on the horizon. Mm -hmm. But some of the central banks don't really care about, they own gold. So they don't care if they're printing money because if they've got gold, the price of gold is going to go up. They will cover their position. It's an insurance policy for them. If they've got thousands of tons of gold, it doesn't matter. They can carry on printing. 
because eventually gold will be $5,000, maybe $10,000, maybe $25,000. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you when that's going to happen, but sooner or later it's going to happen because when people lose the value of money, they, they don't have any interest in fiat currency, they don't trust banks, they don't trust anything except having something in their hand that's worth something that they can sell and turn into cash or to buy something with. You know, when you keep on printing, it's going to be like Germany and, you know, at the end of the of the 30s when you needed a wheelbarrow to go and get a loaf of bread because the money was useless to you. Or the Thai baht or the Argent or the Argentinian dollar, Zimbabwe, uh, Zimbabwe I mean, Venezuela. Central banks, no. And, and further to Paul, what Paul is saying exactly hit the nails right on the head. Um, you know, the central banks understand history and this is their backstop. They're hedged. Are we? Canadians are not hedged. The Bank of Canada is, has a zero hedge policy. We've hedged ourselves with more debt, with more U.S. dollars. That is not a strategy. But we're looking at big money. We see hedge funds um, super bullish on gold. The Guggenheim Partners, huge, massive hedge fund. They see five to $12,000 gold. Where does that put silver? The silver-to-gold ratio today is 67 to 1. Where should it be? Around 30, maybe 20. It should be 16 to 1 because should, that's where it always was. Heart of hearts, for, I believe it could, it could hit 12 years. to 1. Absolutely. So where does that put silver? Anywhere from 400 to 1,200 per ounce U.S. silver. So, you know, the, the central banks are ready for it. Um, the average Canadian is not, unfortunately. We want to get them prepared. The number one eight seven seven. Eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. I almost didn't get it out, guys. <laughs> I got it there though. One eight seven seven eight silver. I want to talk about natural fancy colored diamonds. Tell us what's happening in that market, especially on the pink side. Well, the pink side, uh, we just can't see anything because the argyle mine closed last October, November officially. Um, anybody that's got Argyle diamonds in the wholesale level has just pushed them to the back of the safe because they know they're going up 35% a year. Those are diamonds of quality. Argyle pinks over a half a carat upwards in, in intenses and vivids and VS quality or VVS or if you can find an internal floor. Or eye clean as they say in the yeah, industry. Yeah, it's, you know, those are the stones that are just increasing, but we can't, there's nothing out there. Because of COVID, nobody is sending product out on consignment to anybody to see. Um, a lot of the offices have been closed. The, the, the manufacturing, whether it's uh, cutting in Tel Aviv or Antwerp or New York, has just not been there. Uh, yellows, to, in my opinion, are going to start taking off. Yellows are going to be the next pinks. They are at a price today that you can afford. You know, come five years' time, ten years' time, you're going to be looking at the same prices as pinks for yellows. Uh, an, an exciting market, something we're going to uh, keep everyone abreast of in, in what's happening in that market. Right now, the gold and silver market's obviously very, very exciting right now. We want everyone to get involved. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. want to thank everyone for joining us today and listening to The Real Money Show. And you're listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and we'll speak with you next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.